Welcoming back an old friend. Explore a number of topics with us. This week, I welcome back the amazing Rich Oxenham of Hatchling Games to talk about the upcoming solo journaling game, Dragon Dowser, projects on the horizon, and just catch up. Between mystical dragons and cryptids, come on a journey with us this week on Scheduled for Launch. Welcome to Schedule for Launch, a podcast to discover the projects that you may have missed. This week, I'm really, really excited to be rejoined by somebody who I haven't really spoken to in, what was it, Rich, two years now we were looking at? Just over, wasn't it? Yeah. Just over yeah, it's years. a little bit wow. close to that. Oh my gosh. Hey, welcome back, Rich from Hatchling Games. I am absolutely stoked to have you here this week. Yeah, I'm really happy to be back. Oh, it's been a long time. We should have rescheduled it, it has been. a long time ago. Actually, but, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's not a bad time there. We've got a new, a few new projects on uh, mm-hmm. released and, and launching and, and funding and all this sort of thing. So uh, it's quite a nice time to come back on. Yeah, well, I think we had looked at doing something for Over Isles when that was about to go fun, but then life happened and we got busy and yeah, it came and went. And now I'm I'm just excited to have you back on the show. It's one of my favorite conversations I had on the entire podcast thank you that's really kind yeah i mean that I mean the uh the, the team management on overalls was a whole different full game to inspire yeah <laughs> i had about 30 35 people on the uh, team at that point did it end up growing to be that big yeah just because we we had 20 writers on the uh, yeah on the on through stretch goals and obviously it hit a number of stretch goals so it was like mm-hmm. um you know all the family friendly family friendly peers came on board and all mm-hmm. the people from the discord and uh, it was so it was so awesome, but um, it took a lot of logistical sort of like management. Yeah, it was busy. That's for sure. But <laughs> Rich, for people who don't know who you are, can you give a little introduction on who you are and what you're doing in the space? Yes, my name's Rich. I'm um, Hatchling DM, most social media and platforms and, th- and websites and things. Um, we are Hatchlings Games. We're a family friendly tabletop RPG publisher. Um, we're best known for like a groundbreaking game that teaches uh, British and American sign language called Inspirals. That's basically us in a nutshell. We've got a, lot, a number of projects coming out soon and funding at the moment. And we're excited to be continuing this journey. I loved how much you downplayed how good those games were too. You're like, oh yeah, we had 35 writers on Over Isles. Inspirals is easily one of the best tabletop role-playing games I've ever had the joy of playing. We're utilizing it with some of the students at my school. Just, you've done such a good job and like so much for the space and it's it's amazing. So like, I think you should make sure that you're you're giving yourself proper credit there, Rich. <laughs> Thanks, that's kind. Yeah, it's, I'm absolutely delighted to hear about it being used in education. It was one of the dreams. It was the reason for starting it in some ways. And to, to have that come to fruition is kind of... Uh, really exciting to be honest uh like i said to you before we we went on on air um we're developing a teaching pack now for for the for the core game mm-hmm. uh, so that so that educators unaccustomed with role-playing games can kind of jump on board a lot quicker and also add their own kind of lesson uh elements to it mm-hmm. so that's incredibly exciting i'm excited to see more about that too i'll probably pick it up myself because i i think that could be really useful with some of the kiddos that i work with well, intended to put it on the website, so it should be free for download. Anyone who owns the PDF, oh, sweet! Board. It's just an easy way to reach people, isn't it? Hmm. Well, we're here to talk about a newer game that you're currently funding as we speak, and as this episode goes live, we'll be funding for I think about another two weeks, mm-hmm. and that's Dragon Dowser. This is a super cool game. It uses Carta by Peach Garden Games. We're going to talk a little bit about that in a second. But could you tell us a little bit about Dragon Dowser and how that came to be? Yeah, so my background's in creative writing. And um, I never quite uh, took to the to the idea of being a novelist, I suppose. I tried mm-hmm. it for a long time. I did, I did uh, um, sort of modules in writing for young people and that's kind of why i love uh making family friendly games or all ages yeah experiences 
and um, obviously with all the production of Vince Sprouls and I went straight into overalls, um, I was looking elsewhere in the community and in the industry about different systems and I didn't realise that, that a journaling game existed until I, I, I saw something on them. Um, is it called a thousand year old vampire? Yeah, um, I think that's familiar it. with that. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, and um, I thought it was such a brilliant concept, and I picked up the digital copy of it, which is annoying because I'd rather have a physical version because it's yeah. meant to be one of the most beautiful kind of um, produced games ever, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'll intend to get that at some point. But basically, um, <laughs> I looked through the system. I had a little go of it. I had a, a little go of, of of that kind of of, of playing that vampire over over eons of time and your eventual death and um i thought this is the closest thing you can get to a creative writing kind of workshop um and i thought i've got passion for 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 creative writing i want to encourage writing other people and i don't want to be a novelist i want to work with other people to make something so like it's absolutely sweet spot it's kind of the idea of a journaling game um and then I discovered Peach Garden made this card. So basically, I, look, I looked through hundreds, maybe dozens to hundreds of um, journaling games on itch.io yeah. and uh, eventually came across Carter and played a couple of their games and looked at some, downloaded some of their examples. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, a, it's just a, such a streamlined, beautiful system for exploration games. Now... I'm personally not super familiar with Carta. Could you kind of explain how that works and and how it works in Dragon Dozer? Yeah, so the principle is you have a um you have four aces and you have obviously four different suits in a normal deck of playing cards. And the principle is that uh with Dragon Dowser especially, if I give that as an example, um each suit represents a different theme. So in Dragon Dales, we've got um, like the environment is uh, one of the suits and then we've got um, community and then we've got um, machines, which are kind of these old buried kind of like robots, essentially, like in uh, Norska, the Valley of the Wind. And then you've got uh, like conflict um, and mysteries is the fourth one. So um, you have a spread of cards and you pick an ace at the beginning. In Dragon Dales' case, the ace represents a different type of dragon egg. And this is kind of your mm. your your purpose of the game is that you're meant to go across this spread of cards, which represents the kind of setting of uh, Prelar, which is Dragon Dowser's setting. And okay. each time you reveal a card that you land on uh, or choose, um, you obviously o- turn it over and it reveals uh, the theme, the resource effect. So if it's a two, you lose tons of resources. If it's a king, you gain tons of resources. And then it has two prompts per card. So it has a question and a, a kind of like descriptive element. Uh, okay. And then by the end of it, once you've gone across the deck, you hopefully will find the ace you chose at the beginning and therefore rescue the dragon egg. Uh, but if you don't, obviously you have to start the dows in the game from a different sanctuary, which there's two, which represented by the jokers of the pack. So these two jokers are on the outside of this card spread. Uh, that's kind of your, like, your, kind of like your sanctuary or hub area. And um, mm. and yeah, you're meant to make it across while keeping your resources uh, balanced, and um, and and creating a completely unique creative writing journey, uh, depending on what prompts you uh, arrive at. That's kind of the principle behind it. It's very simple, it's very streamlined, but it really really taps into creative writing learning, which uh, which is the thing I wanted most from from the system. I think something that I always pull away from the games that hatchling creates is that and like this is something from you and we talked about this in the past there's always something to be learned from what you're doing and this this one's a little bit more direct it's the i shouldn't say direct it's you're you're doing that creative scenario as you go through and Mm. i just think it's fantastic i think carta really lends itself to what you're trying to get at here. A question that I do have, though, is in this game, I'm guessing that you can use your standard deck, or is there like a a Dragon Dowser deck of cards that you can buy, and it has like everything right there on the card? Yep, I mean, we, we with, with Kickstarter at the moment, uh, we're having a, we have a, we made a complete custom deck with um, 
unique dragons for the for the sort of like royal cards and then um these four beautiful illustrations to, to represent the different themes for the numbered cards and then the, the sanctuary is illustrated as well um uh and it just looks absolutely stunning i can't believe how well it's come out i mean ashley did most of the art and she's an incredible artist um did, did, actually did all the sign language elements for Inspiraz as well. Yeah. So Ashley's done all the art there. Yeah, she did she did a lot of the principal art and she also she was also the, the sort of art lead. Uh that's Willow's quest on, on Twitter and social media. Um mm-hmm. uh just brilliant, brilliant dragon artist, just a brilliant artist in general, and also also working on Cryptic Creeks and obviously yeah. Under Isles when that eventually comes out in a couple oh, of Oh, there's another one too. I'm excited about that. Uh it's, I was going to really compliment the dragon designs in this because you have these fantastical European dragon designs that are just so on display in the Kickstarter. And they're just, they're stunning. I love the art for this game so much. It's oh, thank it's you. gorgeous. I mean, well, I feel like you and the team always make sure that there's a lot of love put into the art. It yeah. almost evokes its own story. It's really important to me. I've also got an art background. I think maybe that's part of it. And also, I'm also a visual um, designer. I would say is is the term. Mm-hmm. So I, I like whenever I make something, I always think of it visually. Like I can probably, you know, wake up one morning and I have a complete kind of um, game in mind. But I, but mm-hmm. it, it's not written down. It's just all playing out in my head uh, visually. So like if someone said, if I if I think of the different elements of chapters of a role playing game. Yeah, I can I can sort of picture the kind of I can't ever obviously replicate what I'm thinking, but that's no. why I've got brilliant <laughs> artists on board. So I can go, oh, I've got this idea for like you know like a like a, a boat on the river, and there's going to mm-hmm. be some cryptid sort of like chasing after them, and it's going to be quite a joyous scene, and uh, it can have some spray on the water. You know, all these all these different elements, even yeah. to the point where it's like I want this angle, or I kind of want this perspective, or it's I want these dimensions. Um, and I said to someone the other day, like, um, I've worked with someone like Lucille, uh, Noir for like, uh, what, three years now on all mm-hmm. the projects. And, uh, I haven't once amongst probably close to a hundred pieces of art. I haven't once said to her, can you make a revision? Not once. Really? Not as one single element of any piece. That's I mean, incredibly that's, impressive. That's incredibly, like... uh. That's somebody who knows my kind of like um, mm-hmm. perspective really well on things, on, on yeah. visual elements. Yeah. And also um, the Cryptic Creeks characters, the, the, the game that's kickstarting in September. Yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit about Cryptic Creek too. Yeah. I really like It's very different from other games by Hatchlings. So but it let's is go a little bit a little of a bit. diversion. Yeah. So yeah. It's, basically, it's basically like my uh, uh, childhood, really, in a nutshell. Uh, obviously not like communicating with huge cryptids, but like I did have that imagination. <laughs> I did have that imagination, to be fair. Well, yeah. Um, but basically, it's um because I, I grew up on like kind of riverside, and uh, we, mm-hmm. we we lived on a boatyard for a number of years, for about five okay. or six years. Uh, my parents were like renovating like a folk boat, a twenty-five foot yacht, um, and they hardly ever sailed it, but they just enjoyed <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. like taking this husk and kind of trying to. Uh, to update it and make it seaworthy yeah. um and at the same time i was kind of a uh, sailing dinghies or a boat club and i was amazing fun <laughs> fishing and all sorts of things swimming in the in the in the river and um yeah so it's kind of like harking back to that and i kind of want to capture some of that nostalgia uh and i always always think that designers should make something that they feel passionate about but what they want to play as well yeah you know and and for cryptic creeks this is very much the case <laughs> it's kind of like uh, i'm not making this for anyone else but like i'm no, hoping that's that fair. people people will att- kind of connect with it for that reason you mm-hmm. know so cryptic creeks is for the audience a powered by the apocalypse styled rpg you're playing as river scouts correct me if i'm wrong at this that's right and you're you're trying to communicate with ancient creatures and cryptids to lift curses that's right so 
So the navigate, the GM is going to be called the navigator because it's quite boat themed the whole game. Even the playbooks yeah. have uh, boat themes, like kind of the roles on, on the ship. Yeah, it's um, nautical. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's nautical. Yeah, exactly. So um, basically, the navigator at the beginning of the game uh, invents both a curse, so it could be anything, and a cryptid, which is like this kind of this main uh, ancient guardian of of this community. You know, the sort of thing that's spoke about in folklore and like local, like, yeah. you know, like old boys talk about in the diner and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, basically the, the, the team, the group of teens have got to work together to um, to appease or to like um, convince this cryptid by passing a, a number of trials that it needs to lift this curse. They've got to almost bring it out of like sleep. Yeah. Or dormancy. And then mm-hmm. they've got to lift this curse. Otherwise, the curse will spread to the city. I adore the concept. I love the inspirations for it. People familiar with Gravity Falls, Hilda, the Goonies. A little bit of Goosebumps in there, too, I think you said. Yeah. Is yeah. just, it's it's so, it's right up the alley for me. I I lived in, I live in a very forested area of Ontario, mm-hmm. really close to national parks. I live right on Lake Ontario. Like I can go to the lake within five minutes. So just seeing this nice. and like, oh yeah, it's that's a, I took a, a friend from from Edinburgh to Lake Ontario and he had a hard time wrapping his head around the fact that it wasn't like an ocean or a it was was hilarious to watch (laughs) 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 and yeah it's just i'm really excited about cryptic creek and can you tell us a little bit about like what playbooks look like i know that you said that like Mm -hmm. maybe one or two of the ones that you're like yeah this is the one i really enjoy so one of the visual elements i'm really pleased about is like they uh, because they're scouts they don't they're not they don't wear uniforms um, but they wear these sashes, which have got they've got like badges on them. You know, like scouts have badges. Yeah, yeah. So they got these sashes, but each of these playbooks have a sash in a different in a different kind of context. So some of them got as, as a hairband, some have got on their belt, some have got on their shoelaces, some have got. I'm like, seeing on that the, on the art right on like now. A, yeah. yeah, exactly on their you know necktie and things like this. Um, and that the playbooks visually are going to be awesome because you're going to have the character within their kind of like um, their themes uh, or their like strengths. And then uh, next to it, it's going to have that sash, but it's going to be illustrated as the way they wear it, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that that opens up for players when they take when they create their scout to um, kind of have their own uh, way of using the sash. Um, <laughs> but the sash is not just visual; the sash is actually representative of special moves. So you have a thing called moves in in Power by the Apocalypse, and you have mm-hmm. basic moves where everyone shares the this pool of kind of like actions. Which are similar to skill checks in Dungeon Dragons, and then yep. um, you have a special move um, which are called badges in Cryptic Creeks, which are, which are the things that go on these sashes. And as you as your character progresses, the badges are earned and they go on the sash. So that's kind of the idea. And you've got things like you know, like you've got like a um, like a like a medic type character on the boat, um, a first aider, and they've got all sorts of things like uh, healing abilities and kind of like like bolstering mental mental health and psychology. Yeah. And then, but also, also they've got like obviously a, an extended like inventory. But also, there's the supernatural element to the game. So there's there's not only the huge cryptid, but there's like little mini ones that kind of guide you through the game. Uh, and they're like it's almost like Pokemon. And um, so all the playbooks that can have this tap into this supernatural element because one of the one of the moves, basic moves, is called the cryptid move, which is kind mm-hmm. of like tapping into this other world. Um, okay. So yeah, so so the medic might have some extra, you know, supernatural ability to heal. It's one of the, my favorite things about Powered by the Apocalypse is the ease and the ability to tell stories. And I think even just looking at the art, hearing that little bit about it, and the basic setting, it it's almost building itself for this that kids' adventure film. Yeah. Like yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so 100%. So flushed out in like a very simple way, but if you've played Powered by the Apocalypse, I feel like you could just pick this up and go. Yeah. 
So I wanted to be, I wanted to, because I, one of the big influences on it is um, Brindlewood Bay by, um, oh, I always forget. Oh, um, um, oh I, should, I don't know why I've forgotten this. Um, yeah, this is uh, Cordova. By, uh, J- J- is it Jason? Jason Cordova? I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> uh, oh, I got a book that is not the right one. Uh, that's the, the, the murder, cozy murder. That's one? right, the murder maidens. The, um, okay, yes. Yeah. Um, I think, we'll it's, I think it's, that sounds right. Yes, that sounds right. We'll go with that. Um, but it's one of the <laughs> one of the big influences on on the game um, is that system. Um, in terms, just in terms of how uh, serialized it is, so it feels like um, episodes of a of a series. Yeah, and because because of some of the influences of of on Cryptic Creeks, like like media influences, it's kind of um, it feels right to it for it to feel like a a series of one shots or like chapters. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we want to go for. Um, but also, simultaneously, we really want to produce, it for the first time, uh, like a really um, high-quality podcast, um, the serialized uh, actual play, uh, you know, with with the, with the soundtrack um, yeah. and, uh, like, SFX afterwards in post-production. Like a really, really good quality one. Um, that's Jason Cordova, I found it. <laughs> Jason, yeah, I thought, I thought I had it right, yeah. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh yeah so i think that will be um the first time we're doing the podcast type thing but i think i think it would suit the kind of audio element really well um i can agree to that i think that that would be a lot of fun Mm. especially if you're going into this with those inspirations as touchstones i think that you can reach a lot of people i obviously have a, a lot of friends and acquaintances in this space who are doing those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. And I think that if you're doing an actual play like that, or some sort of serialized podcast, like that would fit right into it. It just in such a smooth little way too. I think so. And also it's almost like that would maybe open the doors to more in the future. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I do like the idea of a kind of a, a series of one shots. As a, yeah. as a game as opposed to like a, a really intricate campaign mm-hmm. um or that kind of like episodic tv sort of like viewpoint um yeah you know with like the outro music and the intro and all these things uh you know like the theme tune <laughs> <laughs> i can picture it now I, I, i'm really excited about that i think that'd be i think that'd be really fun i think so too Something that I wanted to make sure we touched on, and this is about Dragon Dowser again, is actually Mm -hmm. a thing about you spreading out into the community, and that is the campaign setting with Bard RPG. Mm. How'd that come to be? Well, I mean, Scriv the Bard is like my uh, my longest, (laughs) uh, my long term collaborator on everything, basically. Yeah. I I do everything with them um, pretty much. Mm-hmm. If not directly, then to behind the scenes that they're still we're still in contact with each other about everything we do. Yeah. Um and I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, they're amazing at what they do. And um they're they're such a champion for family friendly space. And um yeah. and they're, they're co designing Cryptic Creeks with me. Uh oh are they? I didn't know that. Yeah, oh yeah, completely uh, uh co designing it. Even even to the point of doing it live on Twitch for for a number of episodes. Oh, that's cool. Um, so it's it's really unique to, to design something from scratch live. It's really fun. Um, and getting the kind of uh, viewer feedback as and when. Um, but, yeah. Um, so Bard RPG is uh, something I've supported since the beginning, since uh, they announced producing it and crowdfunding it. And um, I love the system. I think, I think it leans really into like narrative storytelling. And it's uh, it was genre agnostic. Uh, sorry, system agnostic. So um, and genre agnostic. So um, I decided to um, if if we made a certain amount of money from the Dragon Dowser Kickstarter, that I would um, start on expanding it into a complete campaign book. Um, you know, like fleshing out the law, the kind of making some GM options, um, mm-hmm. uh, accommodating like up to six Dowsers, um going into like ways of the spore storms, like certain elements of the game that haven't got enough uh, like uh, law to them. You know, these, these these giant sort of like magnetic or acidic storms. Yeah. And then uh, like uh, 
all the sorts of things around dowsing crystals, a bit like lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the dragons like uh, and rearing yeah. them in the sanctuary. Um, so I'd love to flesh out all of that uh, into a, one full campaign setting, but we need to hit a certain total on yeah. Kickstarter. I think I think we'll probably do it. I think I'm pretty pretty confident. We still got twenty six days left. Yeah, you got twenty six days, and you're you're what like ten thousand already? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, on yeah ten thousand forty one quid. On my end, it's sixteen thousand. So oh, nice. almost seventeen. Well, Canadian, right? That that yeah, weak weak yeah. dollar. <laughs> we'll, go your, we'll go with yours. We'll go with yours. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if it hits if it hits twelve, we'll st- we'll uh, um Willow's Quest will start on the um start on the new cover, and then um we'll get going with that, and that'll be with Script the Bard as well. That'll be um mm-hmm. fully co designed as well. I think what is great about that too is it gives you a chance to write more and fill out some detail on that stuff. But in the base game, Dragon Dust or the solo journaling version, you don't need to fill that in because those things are intentionally kind of left up for players to figure out. And exactly. just, yeah, it, I mean, when you add more people, you kind of need to make things a little bit more solid. I've, I've seen games that are a little too loose and <laughs> yeah. games that are a little too strict. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's true. Um, but I'll tell you what will be fun as well. We're going we're gonna to do it like a, a dowsing jam in August. So we're going to have mm-hmm. everyone basically post all their dowsing journeys, you know, their creative writing on itch.io. And um, and then we, I can take those and, and look through them and see what elements I really like. People are bound to come up with some amazing kind of concepts. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the actual plays, uh, the live plays that have done it already and the reviews, they've come up with some really interesting kind of elements. Yeah. Um, especially around like when you lose, there's, there's a role, there was a role uh, on, a, on a seven and an eight, which are like positive and negative chaos roles. So okay. normally you just use this, you'd lose a set amount of resources or gain a set amount of resources. But these chaos roles ask you to roll a D6. So one of the people, um, Dan from um, uh, basically rolled a six and got a, got a one. So he only lost one resource. But then he he creatively uh, wrote about how what the other f- happened to the other five resources basically, <laughs> and I hadn't thought I hadn't thought of that I hadn't thought that people would kind of fill in that gap, but uh, it's just amazing how people interpret stuff. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just talk about you for a second because it's been like we said two years, and things have have changed a lot in that time. I know that when we last talked you were writing inspirals when you had the chance when you could when you were trying to fund it and now you're you're really pushing for this to be kind of your your full-time gig so what's that been like and seeing that come to fruition it's it's tough it's tough because um i'm not a natural uh numbers person or a business business person at all really mm-hmm. um you know i wouldn't say i was disorganized per se but like um i'm not really about crunching numbers and and, and thinking about like <laughs> balances and and you know like managing my finances that that acutely um, i get it <laughs> uh, but um but on the other hand i've had to adapt to that if i want to have this lifestyle and this career and and keep making these games and and so far i've worked with some very good people and i and mm. i trust them and they always deliver and they never leave me like hanging about anything really and um and i've got an accountant <laughs> for the first time <laughs> so that makes a difference because that takes some of the pressure off huge amount of pressure off actually um and uh it's enabling me to kind of um make the stuff i wanted to like i would never have imagined that i'd ever be able to make stuff like cryptic creeks yeah. something so personal to me you know um mm-hmm. and a lot of people obviously do, a lot of creatives actually do have the opportunity uh and, it, and it's reflecting really like a lot of projects with a lot of integrity you know you see these are made like gravity falls and things like this and and, and yeah. these films that mean something to the directors and the and the artists um so yeah i'm just um 
I'm over the moon really that it is my full time gig and the fact that I can bring my, my wife on board as, as our right as our principal writer um is another amazing thing. Um That's another question both, I had. <laughs> yeah, we're both working we're both working as Hatchin's games and um she's absolutely delighted with it. She loves it. She's writing a novel on Dragon Dows now. Really? Yeah. Yeah, like oh, she's so gone, gone into it, and she wrote the whole of Dragondowser, all the, all the prompts, all the mm-hmm. intro, everything is written by Catherine. And it's like uh, I know she doesn't get enough uh, credit because she's not the sort of face of Hatchlings Games. I do all the social media stuff because <laughs> um, I'm an extrovert and she's an introvert essentially. But um, uh, but yeah, she's she's wildly talented, and um, and I'm I'm so happy that she's got a chance to kind of express herself through her writing. How did that conversation kind of come up when you're like, hey, do you want to do this? Or was it just kind of sitting over dinner one day? Or what, what did that look like? Do you know what? I don't actually know. That's weird. That's a, <laughs> that's a weird, that's a, that's a disarming question because it must have been a, like a natural thing that I just, I just slipped in. I tend to do that anyway. Like I, talk, I tend to talk <laughs> to people. I tend to talk to people and go, oh, do you want to work for this? Or do you want to do this for me? <laughs> Like I went to a summit on the weekend. <laughs> I went to a summit on the weekend. This weekend passed is with Dicebreaker, and it was in London. And it was um, it was a tabletop creator summit. It was really, it was really cool. Uh, I got to meet amazing people there, and um, mm-hmm. and I started talking to people. And we were doing we were doing like networking, uh, a couple of hours of networking. Yeah. And people were coming around and saying, "Oh, what, you know, this is what I make, and this, what do you do? What do you what what sort of games do you make?" And I started talking to his chap and I found out he was like an expert in ancient Greek culture and languages. Right. Oh. So then, then I was like, oh, we've got like a, a, a sort of like a mixture of, of, of ancient Greece and space coming out in a, in a couple of years. I'll go zero, I'll go naught or I'll go zero when you call it. And um, would you like to consult for us on that game? Absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with role playing games. But it's turned out that. Um, you know, like a secondary kind of like interest or skill uh, can also be equally effective in what mm-hmm. you're doing because it's such a collaborative process, like making games. There's so many elements that go into it, so many different elements of like the creative arts that, that go into it that you never know when you're going to stray across someone who, who you're making like a, a horse riding game or something and someone's like an expert in like horse keeping or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it's just um so that's probably what happened with Catherine. I was like, oh, why, <laughs> why didn't you write for us? Because <laughs> I already knew she was an amazing writer. I already knew she was actually an incredible writer, and like, and she's prolific as well. She's like, she's you know, she touch type. She's like, um, she gets stuff done very quickly, um, mm-hmm. uh, in a couple of days. So it's like, it's just a win-win <laughs> for us, really. And it's also in house then as well. Is always cool. Well, it's so, it's in house, in house, really. Exactly, so. in house, in house, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's probably that's probably the route. Is it's like, why don't you do it? Why don't you just do it? Yeah, and and the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that line. question came up because her description is got lured into Dungeons and Dragons by rich, and I was like, there's got to be a story <laughs> behind this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I mean. That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> why don't you try this out? Why don't you try this out? Why don't you, why don't you write for us? Why don't you become a full-time writer? <laughs> Why don't you reach out to other people about third, you know, third-party gigs? Yeah, <laughs> I'm very, I'm very enthusiastic about this industry and 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 the potential to, in terms of like, um, giving it, giving yourself a, a different avenue of, you know, like revenue and also mm-hmm. um, kind of a creative output, you know, yeah, expression. I mean, rightfully so. A lot of people who've come onto this show, a lot of people who listen to this show, they're kind of, you're kind of living the dream that they wish they could be, right? So mm-hmm. you got these creators and stuff, but I think what what separates you is that you're making sure to use things that, and obviously everybody does this. I'm not accusing anybody who's listening to this of not, but you had you have a background with the, the deaf community, for instance, and that's how inspire your, your start for inspire started off as how can I help this group interact with more people? Yeah, that's exactly it. That's, that's it. precisely the thought process. Yes, exactly. I think, I think a lot, a lot of 
your reasons for making games matters. I think it, mm-hmm. I think it matters a, a deeply actually, because I don't think you can sustain it unless the reason is good enough. Like what's what's the what's the kind of um, both the reason also the the core theme of a game is important yeah. for me. Um, because you, you these are not things these are not it's, it's people that say anyone can write a novel. It's not it's not true. Like it's not true at all. Like it takes so much graft to do it. And when you when you also bundling on crowdfunding and team management and kind of fulfillment, you have got a whole yeah. diff, you know a whole a different egg a collection of eggs to manage. So it's like um mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's not not everyone's not for everyone. Not everyone can do it. But I think if you've got the right kind of attitude from the beginning, and you go through the right steps and you talk to the right people, I think that's that's actually key as well. Like I've yeah. never been afraid to reach out to people again because maybe I'll advantage because I'm an extrovert. So I'm not afraid <laughs> to just, just chat people's ears off. Um, but basically, yeah, I, I've I've always spoken to the right people and they've always been willing to help me out. Um, and that's got me maybe further than I would have normally. If that yeah. makes sense. No, I think it makes sense. You talked about fulfillment there. And there was another guest on the show recently, Salty. He is from the same area as me. And we we were chatting not too long ago and he was talking about fulfillment and that was one thing he never took account for. And mm-hmm. now he's like, I spend all day in my garage packing boxes. So oh <laughs> <laughs> it is, um, it is brutal. Like, um, and it will put different, 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 um, what's the word? Different stages of, of game development will kind of put people off. I think, I think, um, yeah. you know, it's not just, coming up with a concept and then putting your head down and, and writing it out. It's just, there's mm-hmm. so many elements to it. And, and, um, and 80% of what I do is marketing and promotion. I'll be honest with you. It is. Yeah. Uh, and that might not be, that might not be like direct marketing and promotion, but it's always like building a community, yeah. uh, you know, and um, that's essential to, to be successful in, in, the, in the industry, in the community, but mm-hmm. also it's, it's damn hard work. You know, especially when you do it with the integrity and and you, you support a lot of people at the same time. Yeah. Well, I mean, just even I know I don't post much in there, but like even just seeing the community you built with the Hatchling Games Discord, that alone kind of gives gives an outsider perspective on what Hatchling Games is about because that community is phenomenal. They're I love so it sweet. so much. They're so so, so sweet. It's, it's there's never once been anything negative on there. Never once. Exactly. Not one time in three years have there been a single negative comment. It's people exploring things, people maybe like uh, diving deep diving into the games and like and mm-hmm. questioning some mechanics. But that's not negative. That's that's a really constructive feedback. Yeah. And um I just wish I just wish I knew how to um engage with it or run it better. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I I've got I know Twitter for the back of my hand now. I know how it works. I know like how to you know like make the, and it's so stupid, but making the word count right and hit the right yeah kind of like uh, targets and all these things hashtags and uh, you know yeah. when to post all these all this stuff. Was, I suppose the etiquette of Twitter I know well, but but the Discord still I'm still like um, I wish I could get more from that community. It's lovely yeah. that they're there. But I wish I could have more engagement there. And I think that might naturally happen when other social media uh, sort of like platforms kind of take a nosedive or become <laughs> too problematic. I think I might just yep. shift over to there anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, and engage more. Because if I've got more time away from these like established platforms and mm-hmm. go to a more like focused community, I think that could be, a, that could be really, really great. Discord is such a strange one because it's so personal. Mm. It's it reminds me of the um like chat boards and stuff like that from the early two thousands and just mm-hmm. it has like yeah. that same energy about it. Definitely. Okay, so I also wanted to bring this up because you were excited to tell me a little bit about it. You mentioned already. Let's talk a little bit about Argonaut, what that is. Yeah. And when people might hear a little bit more about it. Well, actually that's the weirdest thing. Is because I got I got a couple of people on board. So I got um, uh, Cat the Law Mistress uh, is co-designing that with me, um, and um, Alex Connolly, who's uh, an artist who who does uh, a lot of science fiction, a lot of mecha. Um, okay. Um, these giant robots, ships, and and really dynamic character designs. Uh, 
So I got them on board and I, I introduced this project to them both. Uh, Kat's like a, a mythologist. Uh, she knows a lot about Greek history, Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you know, like a, a, a brilliant designer. And yeah. um, so uh, I introduced the, the kind of concept behind this uh, game, which will be um, a retelling of uh, Jason and the Argonauts, but okay. in uh, deep space. Um, so the principle is instead of the golden fleece, you've got a, a golden moon and you're kind of you're kind of your crew of the uh, the crewmates of the Argo. And you have to uh, travel through this asteroid belt. It's controlled by like junkers and kind of like um, like vagabonds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you have to make it to the moon and then harvest it and then return to your community and kind of save, save the outpost. Um, and we're going to have amazing things. We're going to have like the, the computer in the ship's going to be called Athena, which is like from the myth. myth. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's, you're going to have to relate to it. And, and it also it also becomes a character in the game. It can kind of like manifest itself as this warrior. Yeah. And uh, we've got like a like giant hydra with like lasers. We've got like a kraken that will smash through asteroids randomly. Um, and it's based on it's based on the, the Paragon system by um, uh, the people that did um, Aegon, which is like a Greek myth RPG, like a myth, uh, like a, a an RPG of like ancient mythology or epic I'm not tales. Familiar with that? Yeah. Um personally it's with it's the they're, they're published through evil hat productions oh okay um and sean nitner is one of the designers i think chamber uses it there's an srd for it i know that much yeah that's right yeah so it's the paragon srd it's called so it's entirely based on that because it's just it's just so perfect for um like asteroid hopping i suppose because suppose. in aegon <laughs> you go from like like the odyssey you go from island to island uh, in that and they got, you've got encounters with each one and and combat and and sort of like uh communi- communion with the gods and goddesses mm-hmm. and um in in our one it's going to be like asteroids instead so it's, it's basically just swapping themes um but i want it to feel like those 80 saturday morning cartoons like uh, i i used to love like uh ulysses 31 and uh jason the world warriors they yes. like, they're my bread and butter when i was a kid um so i kind of want to evoke both of them so much in this game mm-hmm. um and that's kind of the idea behind it so it's gonna have like a in like an 80s synthy kind of sci-fi vibe i love that there was a i, I saw a couple things this morning that harken back to those mid 80s to mid 90s kind of weird sci-fi tv shows like that yeah. just kind of came out of nowhere i remember there was one i cannot it was called Dino Riders or something like that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had the toys. I had the toys. I had the Triceratops. Yeah, like I, really I... terrible like figures. They went. They're so generic. <laughs> they were so generic. They almost look like Lego pieces. It's so of its time too, though. Like, <laughs> let's just strap some lasers onto a T Rex <laughs> yeah. and go. <laughs> yeah, but you know, we're miss- we're missing a little bit of that. We're missing a little bit of that kind of like, uh, what's the word? Uh, unpretentiousness, I guess. Yeah, it's it. It knew what it was, and it didn't try and be anything else. It just it was just dinos with lasers. <laughs> Exactly. That that was the entire concept, and the bad guys were big lizards or frogs or something like that. I just yeah. Uh, I mean, even, yes. trans, even Transformers, man. Transformers is just it's just vehicles with a robot. Yep. I mean, it's just like so basic. Like, why the hell would a Ferrari be on Mars? <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. It's yeah. I miss it. It's <laughs> what was the other one? Biker mice from Mars. That's the one that yeah, comes yeah, up all yeah, the time yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, yeah, so I would love to, uh, you know, evoke some of that with with Argonaut, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I'm hoping we can do that. I mean, certainly Alex's work so far has been spot on. Like, absolutely understands it. Again, another artist that kind of understands the vision perfectly. But what was what I was going to say was, when can we expect that? It's just, it's actually been produced quicker than Cryptic Creeks at this point. So it's really? like the system's nearly done, <laughs> and then. Uh, I can't stop Alex from working on it. I'm like, saying, like I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I haven't got the money yet to pay for all this. Just slow down, slow down. He's like, no, I want to do it. I'm very do excited it. about it. Yeah, yeah. Very excited, yeah. That's, that's brilliant. Oh, that's great. 
funny. Rich, we're starting to run low on time, though. Mm -hmm. So I think we should probably start wrapping it up. Before we figure, like, go off, because this is one of the last few things, though. Do you happen to know offhand the last day for people to back Dragon Dancer on Kickstarter? We launched on the 23rd of May, so probably the 22nd of June. Okay. Yeah. So just at least, well, we've got a long time yet. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's, um, there's still some time. I think that, like I said, there'll be about two weeks after this episode goes live. Yeah. We might have a nice little YouTube video coming out that'll help us boost us on the 10th of June. I, know, I won't say more about that, but um, that'll be nice. <laughs> nice little bonus. <laughs> Look forward to that then, folks. I have a question for you because you've been on the show before. I asked for you to give some advice on how to get people started with their projects, but something that I think is really important. We've talked a little bit about mental health and stuff before, but what advice can you give folks to help from burning out on projects? I mean, I would, my answer would have been different like two years ago, but like my answer now is to stay off social media, basically. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just, yeah, that's, I, I mean, that's I mean, literally Twitter, especially, uh, it can become overwhelming. So draining sometimes. Um, and you just have to take a break. I mean, well, I, I go to Wales once a week and I, I post about it on Twitter, ironically, mm -hmm. but, um, <laughs> I um I got I kind of but but that's the only that's it. I do a post in the morning. I say I'm going, I'm off to Wales on an adventure. I'll see you later. I don't I don't I look at my phone all day and it's lovely. I spend time with my best friend and her daughter, and it's just a complete mental health break. And then sometimes I go away for a week with no no Twitter or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, that is the number one thing I would say is your social media activity. Um, and second, um please just reach out to people if you're struggling, uh, especially your peers, because they all, 100% all have been through the same thing or are going yeah. through the same thing. Um, you know, it's a struggle for me a lot. And um, thankfully I have Catherine here to ground me and kind of like yeah. give me perspective. But not a lot of people do. You know, not, not a lot of people have a partner or, or someone close by. Mm -hmm. So um, don't, do, don't go alone on this. You know, it's meant yeah. to be a collaborative process. And, and, and see that as the whole community rather than just your team that mm -hmm. you work with. You know, I'm friends with all my team. <laughs> People I work yeah. with. I make <laughs> friends with all of them, you know, because <laughs> I don't see, I don't see it as a separate thing. I, it's probably not that, that professional, but like, you know, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm buddies with everyone really. Uh, and it makes for a much better working environment that I found. Exactly. You know. I think one of the hardest things for folks to, and bad for me too, like I, I get it, but it's really hard to accept that a people care about you. Sometimes it can be very difficult to to accept that when you're feeling down, and b that you aren't burdening them. Like, yeah, that's the hard part. It is difficult. That is really difficult. Um, I f it's fun. It's funny. Like I found every time when I felt really low. Relo, I have just reached out on Twitter mm -hmm. on that one occasion, and there's been an absolute outpouring. And it just, that's the that's the moment where everyone you've built a relationship with comes out of the, you know, behind the scenes, and just you know, just really helps you out. Yeah. So um, there's avenues all the time, really, but it is it is difficult. You don't want to burden people. You're right. Um, in which case, try and take some time to yourself uh, away from the sort of the busyness and the sort of uh, the sort of um, humdrum of social media, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, social media breaks. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend them. I probably do it a little too frequently, but <laughs> <laughs> it's tw Twitter is up and down, but it can still be incredibly difficult. <laughs> it's the word I'm going to use. Yeah, yeah, it's getting harder and harder as well. Way harder. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's why it's lovely that we touched on the Discord because I feel the same way you do. I feel like just generally as a platform, it's wonderful. Like, yeah. I have no, I have no negative comments about it at all at this point. Mm -hmm. A little bit easier to control it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rich, where can people find out more about you, Hatchling Games, and specifically right now, Dragon Dancer? 
So you can find all about us, our community work and our games at www.hatchlingsgames.co.uk. Um, Dragon Dowser is on Kickstarter now. Uh, just search Dragon Dowser. It's the only thing that will come up. Um, uh, we're th- over 300% funded, which is brilliant, obviously. Yeah, congratulations. Um, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a wonderful, it means we, we can, we can essentially move towards this bigger campaign setting, which is, which would be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah. And also, um, I'm most active on Twitter and you can join a discord if you ask for a link. Um, and there's, there's nearly 650 people on there at this point. So that's quite, that's quite, uh, vibrant. And there's a lot of engagement. And they're amazing. And they are amazing there. Great people. I'll say it. Yeah. As always, audience, those links are going to be down in the description below. Rich, thanks so much for coming back. This this was great. I love touching base with you and talking about Hatchin's games. I'm, I'm so excited for Cryptic Creek and the other stuff that's coming out in the future because like, you got something special here. And I'm excited to see it grow. Thanks, Doc. Appreciate that. absolutely it's always a pleasure feel free to reach out whenever you want (laughs) audience thank you so much for joining us dragon dowser is currently funding and it is scheduled to launch really soon go check it out go support rich and hatchlings games until next time though take care of yourselves and i'll see you on the next one bye thank you so much to rich for joining me on the show this week It was amazing just being able to catch up and learn so much about all these different projects. Dragon Dowser's funding ends on June 22nd, so if it's something that's up your alley, please go and support this wonderful group of people. I'll also be letting you know when Argonaut and Cryptic Creek go live somewhere on the internet. And thank you all for listening. We had a super good week and got so many new people here, so just wanted to take a moment to say an especially big thank you to the mass amount of new folks who joined us. Hey all, if you're listening to this, thanks for coming back. If you like what you heard and you want to support the show, please consider leaving a review and tell a friend, as that's the only way we grow around here. That's all from me, though, so I hope to see you somewhere out there. Take care of yourselves. Bye.